1: You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you.
2: There are nearly 20 million military vets in the U.S. And each week we focus on their stories. This is CBS Eye on Veterans. Welcome to CBS Eye on Veterans, reporting for ConnectingVets.com, military news and veteran lifestyle website. I'm reporter Navy veteran Phil Briggs. And we're going to talk now in this era of college loan forgiveness, uh, you know, some good news for student veterans and a new decision from the Department of Education that offers huge relief. The Department of Education announced that students who took out loans to attend Westwood College from 2002 to 2015 will have their federal student loans discharged without the need to file an application for discharge. And it really has to do with the behavior of schools like Westwood categorically that for a long time have been taking advantage of the fact that student veterans are using the GI Bill or the forever GI Bill. They're using federal funds to pay for their schooling. And there are schools that have caught on to that and are just trying to take the money. And uh, here to help us unpack uh, this whole story, Marine Corps veteran Will Hubbard, Vice President for Veteran and Military Policy for Veteran Education Success. Will, how you doing, man?
1: Thanks for having me, Phil. I'm doing well.
2: Yeah, always good to have one of my Marine brothers on and, uh, you know, the teasing will start. Marines, education, <laughs> you know, you, you could insert the joke there between a Navy guy and a Marine guy. But tell me real yeah. quick, uh, hey, well, your military service background.
1: So I've served in the uh, Marine Corps Reserves for uh, almost 16 years now and had the opportunity to do several deployments, uh, including to places like Haiti, El Salvador, Honduras, Guatemala, and also most recently, Afghanistan.
2: Amen. Thank you for all of those and I'm sure you met fun and interesting people everywhere you went uh Afghanistan Amen brother. And now you're serving still in the educational capacity working uh you know as uh, veterans and military policy with veteran education success. Let's jump in. There is this era of college loan forgiveness. The president said if you went to college, you know, they're going to help you out in certain ways with, you know, reducing that debt load. And it's been argued a lot of people are like, well they didn't pay off my debt, you know and it gets contentious out there in the Twitter sphere and in the social media world. People arguing all over the news networks and then there's this situation with respect to Westwood and the fact that the Department of Education has stood up and said, "Listen, you don't get any more money because you've been basically scamming veteran students for uh, a decade or more. Share with me the thirty thousand foot view of why the college loan forgiveness is different than this." Department of Education ruling that just happened?
1: Yeah, this is this is huge news for student veterans uh, who might have had Department of Education loans to go to these schools. Most recently, Westwood, there was talk of ITT Tech also somewhat recently. And this is a big deal because a lot of these students were expected to take out loans in addition to their GI Bill. And we could talk about the GI Bill impacts on this. Um, but that additional cost is something that they had hanging over their head for years as they searched for jobs and realized that the degrees that they had were not even worth the paper they were printed on. These are what schools that I like to call scam factories. They literally make a living out of scamming students and American taxpayers. Now, the distinction that we need to make is between the GI Bill and Department of Education money. And so right now, what what the uh, the current administration is doing is to discharge Department of Education loans. Again, that is different than the GI Bill.
2: Right, right. Because there was no service connection to that. You didn't have to stand up and fight for your country. Um, Why is it or what is it about these schools? Let's just dig into Westwood here. Um, What is it about them that made them scams?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. The reality is these schools were not focused on outcomes. They were focused on their own incomes. And the 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 goal of these schools, again, is really to put butts in seats and to make sure that they're getting federal taxpayer dollars from students on false promises. A lot of these students are simply trying to make a better life for themselves and their families, and they're lured in on the idea that they can make six-figure salaries when when they finish their programs. Unfortunately, a lot of these students sadly found that those promises were baseless. And that the the job market was not responsive to the the programs or degrees that they were earning.
2: Yeah, in some research here, and I'd heard about the big three, uh, the fact that they lacked the ability to give academic quality, they lacked the credibility in the job marketplace, because, you know, you compare this to like a degree from, oh, I don't know, like a Penn State or, uh you know, you don't even have to think of the Ivy Leagues, but just think of like your state schools, you know, those are accredited and in the marketplace carry a certain value. And you're saying that these are kind of like diploma mills or these sort of like scam factories, as you put it. And a lot of them also claim to help place you in the job. Share with me where they were wrong about that. That's a big
1: piece in particular. Uh, veterans, many of whom are first generation college students, are looking for education. They know it's important and and it is, especially in today's economy. Um, but it's on a false basis that they believe this school will help them get into a, a high paying job or a career that they can benefit from, and come to find out that none of that is true. Uh, they found out in many, many cases that these job placement services had absolutely nothing behind them, and when push came to shove, the school wasn't there to give them the support that they needed to get a good career. So uh, from the front end on false promises to get them in the door uh, to the back end of getting into the employment space, uh, these schools just were not focused on the outcomes of students, and that is a big distinction. Uh, This category of fraud and discharge based on fraud is something that is uh, unique in this particular instance, which is separate from the other announcements about loan discharges, just on the basis of having loans. Really what we're talking about here are students that were defrauded and got a false promise uh, leading to the ultimate uh, loan cancellation for them. It's, it's a lot like if you were to buy a toaster and you were to bring it home only to find out that it simply did not make toast. It didn't function. You would expect your money back, and that's very similar in this case.
2: And money really at the core of this, not only did they want to scam or they wanted to take it from the student veterans because they knew they qualified for this source of money called the GI Bill, uh, but some of them, Westwood in particular, uh, received a lot of it. The degree of sin here is great. Can you talk to me about the amount of money that Westwood received from, say, fiscal year 2009 through 2017?
1: Yeah, I mean, that that really is the unfortunate part, uh, specifically as it pertains to the GI Bill. And uh, something that is important to know and and recognize in all these loan cancellation conversations is student veterans are actually in a separate category, specifically if they use the GI Bill, because the GI Bill right now, there is no congressional authority to get the GI Bill benefits back. You can't get them restored. Uh, If you were defrauded using your GI Bill, your GI Bill is gone. And that's really the unfortunate piece of this whole equation. Now, Bear in mind, those students may have had additional loans, so Department of Education loans. Uh, Fortunately, those will be canceled, and they can get that those discharged, but their GI Bill benefits are still gone. They're not getting those back right now, and that's something that we are pushing Congress to change. Uh, We feel very strongly that if a student veteran used their hard-earned GI Bill benefits, that they could have them restored. In terms of overall numbers, it's really tough to say because your typical student veteran – uh, people think they have done their four years and they have their full GI bill. They use just their GI bill. And it's a very simple equation. Unfortunately, these are non-traditional students who have, you know, big boy and big girl loans. They've got federal loans. They have a, a wide variety of other income sources. Not all of them have their full GI bill. So it may be at a prorated cost. So coming up with exact numbers, it really depends on how you define it. But the bottom line is in cases of fraud, when it comes to the GI bill, there's no ability to become whole. And that's something that we're fighting very hard to change.
2: Mm, never thought about that. Sure. But using the benefits means the money's gone. And if you used it with a bad actor, like some of these schools, uh, yeah, it's money down the drain and something else to realize as well. I mean, even if they um,
1: were to get their GI bill benefits back, which again is something that we are fighting for that time lost is, is never recoverable. So um we feel that at minimum getting a GI bill restored uh, should just be table stakes.
2: Right. And I think we've taken the first big step though, in excusing some of the debt that they owe these schools. Westwood in particular is what we started talking about. And I read somewhere uh, uh, received over the course of time from 2009 to 2017, um, over $80 million. I mean, that's, that's huge money and to get it for something that really was a non-deliverable, you know, an academic experience that wasn't worth the paper it was printed on. Um, Let's talk real quick as we wrap here a little bit about um what schools to look out for. Um, Is there a list of bad actors people should know about? Are you know, I hate to throw shade at somebody that doesn't have their day in court here, but really, who are we talking about? Obviously, Westwood, we've mentioned here. ITT. Are there other ones to avoid? Most of
1: the schools that we'd be uh, especially concerned about uh, up to this point have either closed or are more or less, uh, you know, on the, on the blacklist, if you will. They, they are just not in the operations uh, today, like they used to be. That's a good thing. What we generally try to encourage people to consider is more certain types of behaviors that bad schools exhibit, because even in some cases, good schools might ha- have, have Concerning uh, enrollment practices, so instead of trying to look at a specific school or a specific category of school, we think it's really important for students to recognize red flags. Um, for example, if a school is pushing a student to enroll quickly, that's that's always a concern. Uh, there's really nothing that should dictate a student's timeline for education except their own interests. So, if for example, a school is saying enroll tomorrow, you know you might miss the deadline. Uh, that is a big concern. Also, promises that sound too good to be true, such as guaranteed income at the end of the the program, that's pretty concerning. Really, no school can promise that. Also, if there's, you know, gimmicks like free iPads or free laptops, things like that, that are relatively, you know, small dollar in the grand scheme of things. But for a student that might be, you know, pretty tight on money might seem pretty alluring that's always a point of concern the reality is good schools don't rely on gimmicks to get students into the door
2: and that right there is some powerful advice because as we you know record this here september um, you know, a lot of folks are thinking back to school, are, are, are thinking seriously about maybe even trying to do it on their own time, despite their job. You know, some of us just get a JOB when we get out the military, but we need that career. And as people look forward, um, it's important to note those red flags. So I can't thank you enough for that. Uh, tell me a little bit more, Will, about where I can go for more information and what veteran education success does as far as assisting a student veteran make the best decision that we can.
1: Our team is a bit unique because we actually offer free legal counseling to any student or the family that might have concerns about their school, questions about loans, really anything that has to do with higher education. And so uh, as a nonprofit, we offer that at no cost uh, ever, and they can reach out to our team at help at vetsedsuccess.org, or if they want to see some of the work that we've done in the past, they can always go to our website at vetsedsuccess.org, and we're, we're always standing by ready to help out.
2: Well, I can't thank you enough for, uh, you know, highlighting what this recent ruling does, how it impacts student veterans, and for standing behind us, making sure that we get what we pay for and that we're able to further our education and actually get ourselves a real career. So, Will Hubbard, you're a Marine at heart. I know once a Marine, always a Marine, and you're in the trenches right now helping us with education, Veterans Education Success. Thank you so much for your time, man.
1: Thanks a lot, Bill.
2: boys like to say, oorah. <laughs> there
1: you go.